Welcome to Mostly Bravo, a pop culture and reality TV podcast diving deep into the shows we all secretly love. Each week, we'll be dissecting the juiciest drama from Bravo to Bachelor and beyond. We're your hosts, Bryce and Kate. Hi, welcome back. We're back for a brand new episode of Mostly Bravo. My name is Kate and I'm here with my beloved co-host. Hey guys, it's Bryce. It's been a while. I thank you guys for being patient as we took a break. Um, we both just really needed some time off. We haven't taken much of a break since we started the podcast. How, what, like two years ago? When did we start this? 2019? Yeah, like September 2019, I think. Yeah, so it was just kind of like a much needed hiatus and it was good. It was good to have time off, but I am so, I don't know about you. I'm so happy to be back at it and like doing something creative, you know, podcasting. It's, it's a nice break from the hellscape of life. <laughs> it is. Yeah. Like I kept reading about Omicron and I was like, no, I'm just going to turn it off and I'm going to watch Vanderpump, even though it's <laughs> really shitty this season. And we'll get into that. So right before Christmas, um, we were just talking about how we're going to be reunited with our siblings for the holiday, which is so exciting. Um, I am still here in Austin, Texas. I recently moved apartments or moved from a house to an apartment and I really love it. I didn't show you the view, but I, our apartment is like, um, basically the, it faces the back of it faces a forest and there's like trails and stuff. It's super pretty, the area. Um, and I am roommates with my mother. Um, so it's, it's an interesting situation. Yeah. I think (laughs) you'll look back on this time though. And you'll be like, remember when we were roommates? That was so fun. (laughs) I know. Yeah. (laughs) I think of it that way because there's some depressing statistic, like by the time you're 18 years old, you've already spent like 70 or 80% of the time that you'll spend with your parents oh my God. in your life. Yeah. And it's, it's a really sad statistic. And so it's made me really happy to like live with my mom again and like have all this quality time. Yeah. That's a great point. And I, that is my one like positive thing that came out of the pandemic is I got to spend so much time with my family because I could easily like hop in a car and come to Arizona um, obviously safely, but, um, yeah. And I was telling Kate, I haven't seen my brother since 2019 cause he lives in Canada. So I've reunited with him after two years, which is really nice. Um, but I have to go back. You talking about the forest behind your house. I'm obsessed with Christy Carlson Romano's YouTube channel. <laughs> she lives <laughs> in Austin and she always is on these little trails and she like talks about how she loves it there. And like, it kind of made me want to move <laughs> there. <laughs> I did not know that Christy Carlson Romano of even Stevens fame lived in Austin. You have to watch her YouTube channel after this, Kate. It's incredible. I will. Oh, I shall be watching it. If you guys haven't oh. heard of this, this is um, the voice of Kim Possible. She was on even Stevens. If you're Gen Z, you probably don't know what we're talking about. That's okay. Uh, millennials will know, but yeah, she has this like advice. She like kind of like big sister vibes and she like goes on these hikes through Austin and it's like her husband recording her walking backwards. And <laughs> a lot of people talk shit about that, but I find them insanely comforting. And <laughs> Christy has so much gossip on like early Disney channel stars and like, just like shit, like you want to hear about, you know, in the biz. So highly recommend. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes I've never clicked on her videos. Sometimes I've seen them pop up and it's sort of like clickbaity, like um, the, the real story of being a Disney star or whatever. And so I need to dive into that because I'm so much more interested now that I know she's in my, t- my city. That's so yeah. funny. Yeah. And she talks about it quite a bit. So um, highly recommend oh. that for you. And speaking of Austin content, there is like an Austin reality show on Netflix now. What is it called? 20 somethings mm-hmm. in Austin or something. Oh my God. And I personally that. haven't seen it, but everyone that's seen it, my friends that live here in Austin were telling me about it and they were like, it's terrible. I couldn't even finish an episode. Like the people are so, so stupid. Oh, no. That's <laughs> so I'm, I'm still going to check it out, but yeah. 
Um, speaking of disappointing, I was talking to my brother last night about coming out Colton because he said that he watched it. <laughs> and Kate was texting me about it. I, I cringe so much just because, like, I know it's not real conversations. And that's okay. Yeah. Like, the point of the show is to, like, recreate these conversations to, like, show how they happen. But I don't know. For some reason, it, it rubbed me the wrong way. And then, like, his whole thing with Cassie was just, like... I know he atoned for it. He apologized. And my brother said there's an episode where he like has to like apologize to one of Cassie's friends. Have you seen that in the show? I saw it in the preview. Yeah. Yeah. So now I want to watch it and see what, what it's about. Um, What were your thoughts, Kate? So they showed this season preview and watching all, all of that, I was like, Oh yeah. You know, it kind of does look like he is, getting his feet held to the fire and like, you know, talking to these different people that are really confronting him about the issues and making him speak on it. Um, So I was like, yeah, you know, maybe this is like not a terrible thing for him to do to sort of like redeem himself in the public eye. And then as I was watching the first episode, I was like, this is incredibly staged. (laughs) Like this is so corny. Like he was sitting there with his mom and I'm like, I really don't believe that this is him coming out to his mom the first time on camera. Yeah. Um, But you know, for that story to be told on a Netflix show and for people who are watching it, who maybe like haven't seen these sort of scenarios play out I'm like okay well this this could be good for like those sort of like uh you know conservative or moderate folks that like know him from the sports world maybe they will tune in and be like oh I should accept my gay son you know like I don't know if if like if that happens one time I think that would be like useful but obviously but at the same time I totally get what you're saying where it's like this is so contrived yeah, I guess like all TV is fake you know like they yeah. I've watched Real Housewives be filmed and they walked through a door five times in a row and mm-hmm. so yeah so I but so I totally get what you mean like I think it's good for like people in the flyover state <laughs> to see um but yeah I don't know I think I think yeah I think it'll maybe redeem him hopefully yeah, I think it's like it's a topic of conversation. Like, does he deserve to have this redemption arc and like profit off of his queerness like this or whatever? I don't know his 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 um, abusiveness towards um, his ex and stuff. But I don't know. I kind of feel like he's going to be famous either way, yeah. and he's he's going to continue to like make money either way. So. If, if some understanding is gained from his story, I don't think that's a bad thing, you know? So exactly. I'm kind of yeah. like, whatever. I don't know if I'm going to watch the whole thing, but I'm okay that it exists, I suppose. Yeah. That was a very eloquent way to put it. I completely agree. Um, should we talk about the breakups that happened in the Bravo world? Yes. Yes. So Vanderpump... I think this is maybe the final season. Um, it's gotta be. It's gotta be. You know, as much as we should hate Stassi, I thought she did bring a lot to the show. Um, and so, like, I think that is what's missing is like not having the Jacks and the Kristen, the Stassi of it all it does make it more boring. And then it's like the same fight with Tom and Tom over again. And like, I kind of feel bad for Katie. And and then like, yeah, okay. So Raquel and James broke up. They ended the engagement. Which, okay, at first I thought that means, oh, they're still dating, but they just ended the engagement. But no, they're completely broken up. Yeah. She's moved out. Her dad moved her out. Mm-hmm. Do you think it was because, because the timing was interesting. That, that episode came out where he was talking to Lala about, like, maybe he'll break up with her if her nose, her second nose job doesn't go well. I just think there was still a lot that he hadn't worked on. And we saw that with the anger. And so I think when this episode came out, she saw a lot of things that maybe gave her a different perspective of him. Right. And I imagine that while they were filming this season, he probably was sort of downplaying how these scenes went that he just filmed like, oh, yeah, just filmed with Lala. Like, I'm sure he wasn't telling her exactly what was said and how it was said. And um, 
you know, wasn't revealing <laughs> his, the, these bad moments that he uh, has played out on the show this season. So I think that she probably was in a place of like telling herself things about him. And, and I think that maybe what happened and this has happened to me in the past before too, is like, you're in love with like the idealized version of someone and, and you're, you're in love with who you think they maybe could be if they did X, Y, Z, but, but that's not the reality of like who they are and like what they are going to do. And what they're capable of changing and stuff and what they want to change about themselves and everything like that. So I think maybe she was living in that sort of fantasy world of like, well, I know that James could be this man that he like thinks he could be, but, um, or that I think he could be, but then she's like watching the season play out and she's getting feedback from fans that are like, wow, he's being abusive to you, like verbally or emotionally. And maybe she kind of like snapped to reality and was like, this is not, I don't want this for the rest of my life. Yeah. She's like, I'm very hot. I can find a, another hot guy who treats me better. Um, Cause she's so pretty, but she, I think the him getting sober was great. And then it probably like made her see like, Oh, he's changing. Like, and he was probably on his best behavior. And there's this thing called the pink cloud and early sobriety where you're like on this high. Cause like your life is so much better. And then I think that started to fade and we saw a lot of immaturity come back because I haven't seen him be nasty like that, how he was to Lala talking about um, Raquel's nose. That that little scene at Lala's house was just like classic nasty James, like going back to like beginning scenes and where you're just like, ew, like you're just a skeevy dude. Like who would say that about the love of their life? Um, so yeah, I think I think fans maybe gave her some feedback and she was like, yeah, I'm out. And just like her friends watching it, you know, the people who are actually in her life, I'm sure were saying stuff to her once they saw that they're like, um, (laughs) cause if you're not on a reality show, you can kind of tell your best friends, whatever you want about your relationship. And they have to sort of believe how it is unless they are at your house and seeing stuff. But like when you're on a show and (laughs) like, your dirty laundry is out there on national television your friends can see it and be like hey (laughs) girl this is concerning (laughs) yeah (laughs) um but yeah she'll be fine I think it's for the best you know for her (laughs) she seems like a pretty sweet person and um you know this is this is probably good uh James, you know, I, for some reason, I always have sort of like a a spot in my heart for James, even though he can be really nasty. Um, He's given me a lot of lols over the years. And uh, I don't think he's like an evil person. I just think he has a lot of demons. Um, But It'll be interesting to see the reunion. I think maybe some things happen on that. Yeah. Well, I think she gives the ring back to James at the reunion. And Lala apparently goes into detail about everything that's happened with Rand, her man Rand. And I hate to say, did we see this coming? But, you know, yes, we did. She got into the relationship while he was still married. Um, She said she wasn't the mistress, but, like, well, I kind of think she was. Um she, I listened to her podcast recently. Now it's just called Give Them La La. She t- took out the Randall part. Um, and it is heartbreaking. Like she just talks about how like she felt so safe with him and like, how could she be so stupid? And she was basically like a piece of property and just like another tangible thing to him. But like, she couldn't believe that she like felt safe enough to even have a child with him. And I think she'll be okay. And she'll move on with her life. Obviously she's like a very attractive, famous girly, but um, I think this probably humbled her a little bit. Maybe a little. (laughs) (laughs) You don't think so, Kate? (laughs) No, No, I think she's still going to act the same way. But um, hopefully, I mean, hopefully it humbles her a little bit. She's just. I'm not liking her as much anymore. No. Yeah. She's just gotten to this place where she, I mean, she's always been this way though, right? Just like sort of thinking she's better than everyone 
And but then like when the money came, it even took it to another level. Yep. And now the money gone. Super oh. hot people that think they're better than you because they're super hot. It's like, we're all going to get old and crinkly, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> we're all heading to the grave. So <laughs> yeah, it's not going to be like that forever. She did. I give her props. though. she looked amazing after she had her baby. She popped back like this, but also she probably had like personal trainers and stuff. Yeah. Most likely. <laughs> so not fair. Um, basically the rest of this episode is like Tom and Katie fighting. Um, yeah. Ariana's birthday party looks really fun. She gets super drunk. I'm loving Ariana more and more. I think Ariana is like saving this show <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> I think she has the best attitude about the show. I think that she knows that this show like sucks, but she's like, (laughs) I'm just going to have fun and like do my thing and get my check and get out. You know, I also love that she calls Tom Sandoval out on his shit. Like when he was talking about being a cyst male and she was like a cyst male. Like you sound like a man loving weirdo right now. So she just tells (laughs) it like it is. And, I love that about her. Yeah. Okay. What, do you, what is your, I guess the last thing I want to know is like, what is your stance about Katie being a part of the new business with the Toms? I think that she would do a great job and help them out a lot, but it seems like Tom Sandoval like the, the principle of Katie is what he doesn't like. Like it's not her ideas. It's just like her as a person. So I don't think it'll ever work. Um, but I kind of yeah. feel bad for her. Like, I feel like I Tom isn't too. like giving her a chance. What do you think? Yeah, it's really, for me, it comes down to Schwartz. Like this is all his doing basically because he says one thing to her and then he says a completely different thing to Sandoval. He doesn't have enough of a backbone to like stand up for his wife to Sandoval. And I think if he was had more integrity with his word and like said the same things that he's saying to each of them, to each other, like if he wasn't so like two-faced about stuff and like actually stood up for people there would be a lot less issues because he's basically like hitting them against each other constantly. Yeah. Just so he can be a people pleaser. And then and like sometimes he kind of, when it's, when they're all together, he'll still side with Tom Sandoval instead of Katie. Yeah. And then expects her to like, not get upset about that. It's like, I'm your wife. And I, and the fact that like, her house is on the line. Like her, she is invested monetarily in this business. So her opinion, I think should be respected. I mean, even if it's not the final opinion, like I think that she should be allowed to speak, uh, speak on things. Yeah. Yeah. This episode made me scared for their relationship and I don't want to say that they're going to split, but I think that um, Schwartz definitely has some maturing to do and they have some stuff to work through because I don't like when he like, I mean, that's your husband and like, you're taking Tom's side. I don't know. And even James had to come to Katie's side at one point. It's like James and Katie are cool now. It's wild. Yeah. (laughs) It's a wild season. All right. Um, Should we briefly touch on bachelorette? Yeah. Tell me about bachelorette. Okay, so I've been watching Michelle's season and the final four. I think we're probably the best final four that she's ever had. But interestingly, they all had black dads and white moms with red hair, and they were all mixed kids. And so it was like, all four of them. Yeah, one was a step parent, but I think his his bio dad was still also black. So yeah, okay. she, she definitely has a specific physical type um no i'm just kidding i think they were also the best guys they just all happened to have the same parents um wait but the the thing that's tripping me up is they all have red-headed white moms yeah that is crazy because redheads are rare right yeah (laughs) like what are the odds (laughs) i know 
And her, well, her mom is white, but doesn't have red hair. So like her parents also fit, fit the mold. I don't know. It's very funny, but, um, we're down to Brandon and Nate. She sent Joe home. Joe was Mr. Basketball, who was also from Minnesota. And we really thought that he was going to win because they had texted before he had ghosted her in the past, but she forgave him. Um, so it was almost like the ultimate slap in the face that she sent him home third to last. It's like she was playing the long game, actually. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he got to hurt him in the end. Um, and so we have Brandon and Nate. Nate, I think, is going to win. He's been the clear front runner from the start. Gorgeous, tall. Needs work on the eyebrows, but that's okay. Um, great chemistry. Very physical chemistry. They're trying to make it seem like he's not ready for engagement, which is like definitely a red flag that he's going to win because they just try to bring up bullshit things about the front runner to throw you off. But the mm-hmm. other kid is this guy named Brandon who's so, so sweet and he loves her so much. But I think he, I think he thinks he loves her. He doesn't know what love is. I think that's kind of the vibe I'm getting. And How old is he? He, I think they're all about our age, like 28, 29. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah. I have to confirm that. Yeah. Cause I think she's 29. Um, and so they did like the fantasy suites and then they all woke up in the morning. It, it did look like perhaps they boned um, just from again, the vibes in the room. And then her and Brandon had this um, food fight, which made my anxiety go through the roof. Cause they're in this like really nice hotel room, like throwing empanadas all over. And there's like, Oh my God. All over a shirt. Yeah. I was like, who's going to pay that bill? Who's going to clean it up? Ugh. Um, and then her and Nate have this like beautiful date on, I think they go like jet skiing or something. And um, so, yeah, I think Nate's going to win. We're going to find out the finale this Tuesday. Um, so we'll talk about that, but um, it's been a pretty good season. I think this one was a little bit boring because Michelle is a very logical, well-spoken woman. And I think she kind of like knows what she wants. She didn't put up with a lot of bullshit. Like she kind of sniffed out the ones that were there for the wrong reasons and got rid of them right away. Um so, yeah, very good season. We have Clayton coming up as the new Bachelor in January, who's like Colton 2.0, but <laughs> I think straight. Um, and it does seem like another cookie cutter, like, oh, they found a white football player, you know, and so we're yeah. going to get, like, we're going to get the girls that are going to make great television. I think that's that's why they wanted a very, like, mm-hmm. run-of-the-mill Bachelor, because we wanted the women that are going to be crazy. Yeah. I just, I, I don't think we're ever going to get what we really want, which is like, you know, a di- really diverse, queer, like, like Hell interesting, yeah. interesting group of people, creatives, like, we're never going to get that from this show, no. I don't think, but, um, you know, maybe... I think there's space for that, obviously. And I think it would be so cool if like another like bachelor-esque show popped up, but it was just like way cooler people. <laughs> yeah. Like Australia tried to do that, right? With the bisexual bachelorette. But I yeah. still think the people were like a little lame. Yeah. And kind of like superficial, like kind of Love Island vibes. Um, so I agree. I think we need like a Nicole Byer, like a female comedian, someone like a little more well-known um it was just like more intriguing to watch that would be that would be so entertaining she's hilarious yeah I also want another show that's like just as messy as like a shot at love with Tila Tequila yes but with someone who's not I think Tila Tequila is pretty problematic at this point but (laughs) yeah I think she's like a born-again Christian too (laughs) which is (laughs) which is fine but like from what she came from it's very different (laughs) yeah um anyways well that sounds sounds like she's got some good guys there can't go wrong either way yeah um, I'm I'm glad they're not it freaks me out when these people are like 22 that's too young your brain isn't fully formed until you're 25 I think that should be the cutoff age no one should get married when they're 22 I recently um, found out via social media that this kid that I used to babysit is now engaged. And I was like, this is when I walk off a cliff. Yeah. Yeah. Just every, that's why I deleted Facebook. So it was like every day, a new girl, girly from high school was like getting married or having a kid. And I don't, I don't really care. It's just like, I, that's just not my timeline. Yeah. Yeah. I just got to. 
but I, agree. I don't think anyone should get married before 30 honestly truly I bet there'd be way fewer divorces yeah I agree if I married someone when I was 22 I would already be a divorcee which honestly would be kind of chic oh yeah if I married the person I was dating at 22 I would yeah I would have been divorced at 24 I know I would have been divorced <laughs> at 23 <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of divorce, let's talk about Real Housewives of Orange County. (laughs) Let's do it. Oh, Noella. Noella and sweet James Bergner. I was shocked because all of my notes at the beginning of this episode, I was like, I get she's going to be her next season, her storyline. She's going to be getting divorced. She came on the show because she wants a divorce. Like these were all my notes. And then the scene comes on and she's FaceTiming Shannon. And she's like, he just served me divorce papers. And I was like, oh, so this is happening right now. <laughs> That's a great point. Normally they ease in for a season. And no, she's just like straight to the, it's almost like a good move. Like your life is already kind of being ruined. So might as well go on the show. And make some money. Like, I think a lot of housewives have done this where they're like, they're coming on the show and they're like, great, this is a great out for me because I will be, I'll have my own career doing this, making money and I'll become famous. And like, this is a whole new thing for me to focus on besides my divorce. Exactly. (laughs) And she's going to have a paycheck from it, you know, because she said she doesn't work. Doesn't work, doesn't have access to any of the money girl doesn't have, have one credit account. card doesn't have doesn't have her own credit card doesn't have a savings account of any kind oh my god what a you cautionary have, tale right you have to have at least like a credit card and a savings like no matter what and so she I okay mean, we, yeah. we're getting ahead <laughs> of ourselves okay okay so this episode is called gone guy <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I'm so, I'm really enjoying this season as stupid as the drama has been. And just like, I have to say her husband, Sweet James, his ads are all over LA. The billboards are plastered everywhere. You hear her on the radio constantly. So when they showed his billboard in like the first five I know, minutes, I, was like, episode, oh. I, was like, I know where that is. <laughs> I sat on his face on a bench before. Many a time. Oh, okay. So we start this episode and it was really refreshing because Shannon is copping to the fact she won't cop to the fact that she's a shit stirrer, but she will cop to the fact that she got six vials of filler and it was way too much. <laughs> and then he showed her face at the reunion. <laughs> last, last reunion. And it seriously is like filled to the brim. It's like a puff fish full of filler and I was like that's refreshing that she's like okay I went overboard (laughs) so she's getting the filler dissolved um she is kind of like clinging to Noella because Noella is like new and um maybe not as savvy to the fact that Shannon is a puppet master um I wrote in my, I was taking notes on like an earlier episode because I wasn't, uh, I didn't realize that this was the latest episode. So I was taking notes on an earlier episode and um, what did I write about Shannon? Shannon went to the Lisa Vanderpump school of shit stirring and Tamara Barney is the dean. <laughs> <laughs> because she is like such a mastermind about like or she's not even a mastermind because it's so obvious she's sloppy about it and it's obvious when she's doing it I think that other housewives have been a lot better about this and also like it's been done so much on housewives that it's so obvious when a housewife is just like dropping little Easter eggs of drama and then having the other housewives do the dirty work of bringing it up on the show. Oh yeah. Shan's been around for years. She knows what she's doing. She knows what she's doing and the other women know what she's doing. (laughs) They're like calling her out, but Noella doesn't like get that yet. And so Shannon's like, Oh good. I will like make Noella my little like sidekick for the season. So yep. Anyways, um, 
Noella is, have you noticed she is just like dumping all of her baggage right away on the show. She's like, I, um, have my husband is owes six million dollars in taxes um and this isn't baggage but information personal information um I have an autistic son this is what we went through to get pregnant like she really is like putting her business out there right away she's securing the bag for a second season right yes she's not taking any chances she's saying here is everything you need to know so I can get that contract renewed yes um and I like her. First episode, I was like, she's very airy. Like, ugh, she kind of seems like a like kind of ditzy. Like, oh, I just I love. It. Oh, I'm bisexual too. When she went to Heather's daughter and was like, oh, you're Max. I'm bisexual too. I wanted to rip my hair out of my head. Yeah, um, that was awkward. But I think you know she's probably nervous and she's getting used to filming and stuff. But yeah, and then she grew on me. I don't know. Maybe it's because like I felt bad for her, but. She's likable. She has a little place in my heart. She's sweet. Yeah, she is sweet. And I think she's going to give us a lot on the show. I mean, she already is giving us a lot. <laughs> and I I can just see her being one of those housewives that really, like, loses themselves in the show and, like, forgets their filming and, like, really, like, gets into it. Girl, can we just so, talk about what she wears already? She had an Hermes bag of Birkin that was said, like, rich aunt. And, like, her shirts <laughs> are all, like... I bathe in Chanel and like all this very just like I'm rich stuff. (laughs) Love that. Love that for her. Um, So I, I, yeah, Noella, she tells Shannon that Nicole is still upset and it's like, yeah, who this, this old stale lukewarm tea that Shannon tried to spill it's like 20 years ago, <laughs> Nicole tra- thought about suing Terry for her boob job. And then like the lawsuit didn't even go through. And then like, just didn't really talk about it much with Heather and Terry. And Shannon thinks that this is like scathing hot tea. And it's like, this is 20 years ago. And it like, didn't you like, it didn't even affect Terry's business at all. Yeah, clearly it's a non thing, but she, she wanted to be shady and like, why would you be friends with someone who had sued you in the past? And that's valid if the suit had gone through, but they didn't even follow through with the suit. And it was, yeah, she was like a young, impressionable girl. She says her lawyers pushed her to sue, which I don't know if I believe that, but um, yeah, it was just very messy. I thought Heather's reaction was a little much like you, do you think that is really going to take down Terry's? business. I mean, he's already a doctor on a reality show. I mean, we know he's a great doctor, but it's like, well, I don't think that Heather's reaction was so much about, well, I mean, she was pissed that like her party was getting ruined because she spent like what 35 grand on this party, um, which I was like, I hope those, um, I hope the catering staff got to bring home all of that sushi because I'm sure they did. I'm sure. I'm like, they cannot just be throwing away all that food. Like I hope they all got to feed feed their families and their friends with all this like fabulous sushi. But um, I, yeah, I think she was upset that her party was ruined because she's very type a and she like planned it to a T and I think she's upset because of the past that she has with Shannon and Shannon being a shit stir. And she's like, she's trying to establish her dominance on the show to Shannon and being like, you are not going to be bringing up embarrassing things about me on this show. And I see what you're doing. She knows, she knows Shannon and she knows that Shannon told those girls that because, because she knew that they would bring it up and embarrass and try to embarrass her. That's very accurate. So I think that that is what Heather is pissed about is like, I know what you're doing. And, and she's pissed that, that Shannon will not admit that that was her intention was to say it and have someone and have it be out there for someone else to talk about. Yeah. But Shannon will never say that. And they've gone toes in the past. I love that they keep replaying old seasons and we can see their old faces. Well, Heather looks the same, but Shannon's previous face. Um, And -hmm. yeah, we can see like, there's, there's a lot of um, history too, which makes it even juicier, but I think you're totally right. It's like Heather trying to be the alpha. Um, Mm -hmm. 
Gina kind of annoyed me this episode. Gina's the one that obviously got into the mess and ruined the party because she decided to tell Heather about the rumor at the party. Um, and Gina's reasoning is like, well, when I was married, my ex-husband took me to the mistress's house and everyone knew and no one told me. And I looked like such a fucking idiot. And I get that. That is very, very sad. But I don't think. It's not the same thing. It's not the same thing. Because. Because I think that I think that she did like she knows that Terry has gotten sued before. You know, it's like she's not living in the dark about Terry's legal drama. Yeah, totally. And when her and Terry came out and they were like confronting Nicole at the party at first, I was like, Oh shit, they're pissed. But then they ended up just being like, honey, it's fine. Like, (laughs) Clearly it's fine. Look at our house. Our business is thriving and your little botched boob job did not even make the slightest scratch on the surface of our wealth (laughs) (laughs) in our hotel, like palace home. Oh God. I'm so glad we finally got the tour of her house. It's too big, but it's insane. I love the aftershock of this fight too. How it like started with like Nicole and then like Emily somehow got involved and like Emily went off on her in like this very aggressive way. I've never really seen Emily do and she's like Gina come here you're on my side like we're in high school and like get to pick a side it was so so dumb but I loved it I was like I love I love seeing her behave like this (laughs) and I love Nicole like she I think is gonna be so much drama Nicole yeah she's like she gives me like Denise Richards vibes you know like she was like Miss Hot Fang in the 80s like dated kid rock <laughs> all the like gross dudes now yeah. yeah and just still looks amazing wearing this like little dress just very like video girl in a white snake video vibes yeah. and um I actually yeah I I felt bad for her at first I was like this girl before I realized how long ago the lie happened, like when it first came up, I was like, Oh God, this girl is like deceiving. But then once I realized how it was like, not a big deal. And it was so long ago, I was like, okay, this is fucking stupid. And then she's talking in this episode about how she felt so like attacked and bombarded. And I was like, actually, yeah, because Emily, Emily's a lawyer and is like, interrogating her about this <laughs> on camera this is probably only like the you know fourth or fifth time that she's filmed anything for the show and she's like at this party she doesn't really know anyone and then she has Emily being like so what exactly happened you got a botched boo job is this true da, 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 da. and she's like um Don't come yes. at me. yeah yeah that was intense but it made me like Emily too. I don't know. Yeah. Um, and then we have another new housewife, Dr. Jen Armstrong, which I want to know your thoughts on her. I was a little bit concerned for her. I was like, oh, she might be like an Elizabeth where we get like one season of her and there's just like not enough there. Like her whole yeah. thing is that like her husband is hot and doesn't wear a shirt, which, okay. And then like, she's like, did I fuck up my daughter? And like, she's like a very uh, insecure mom because she's like a business lady. But I'm like, is that a real storyline or is that fake? I mean, she's like a British mom, but like she doesn't have an accent, which I know that's normal. But um, I was confused. I want to know your thoughts. Jen. Yeah, she is definitely the most or the least interesting to me so far. Um. I do like seeing her scenes because her husband is hot and it is kind of funny watching them interact because they're so different. Like maybe it'll change as I see their dynamic play out more, maybe not, but like, as of now, I'm sort of not understanding how they work or why they got together. You know, I'm like, did he just realize that he could be, uh, sort of lackadaisical um stay-at-home dad if he married her because <laughs> she's like, like that and that's so, fine yeah. you know I'm not judging it but I'm just like it kind of seems like he likes to really just chill out and like I think he you know he's like oh hell yeah you know she's like 
running her business and making all this money. And I'm just like holding my chihuahua and like eating Brussels sprouts. So I don't know, but they just, they're like on two different wavelengths and it's really interesting to watch that. And I'm kind of like, cause we've seen this preview of a scene where she is like trying to talk about something in their relationship and he shuts it down big time. And so I'm kind of like, is this going to be another crumbling marriage that we see play out? I don't know. But um, for now, I just, I really do enjoy watching him walk around the house. And I think they did a good job casting this. I think OC needed a reboot, a kick in the ass. Yeah. <laughs> and they, they did that. I'm sure they had to beg Heather, but yeah. they got her. And uh, yeah, I think Noella, Jen, and Nicole are also really good um, additions. Um, we end this episode with Shannon and Gina going to a little OC restaurant. The restaurants just look so appealing. Like, I just want to go to OC so I could, like, go to, like, a little girl's night at one of these cute little outside restaurants. Yes. Just the vibes are very nice. So they start talking, and then Noella FaceTimes. Shannon is just, like, in such a fucking deep, dark place with uh, the divorce and everything. And so they're like, come on, girl. Like, come get a drink. She's like, I look terrible. She, like, hops out of an Uber and looks so cute. Um, and you could tell that she'd been crying though. She had like no makeup on and puffy eyes. I was like, Oh, she really did, did just like roll over here. And she kind of looked beaten down. Yeah. Um, she was very upset. But I think what I like her, you can tell she's a very genuinely kind person. Like just the way she interacts with like the staff and stuff. Um, yeah. Really nice. Yeah. I think so too. So I feel bad. I love I also love Noella bringing up the sex dungeon at like any moment she can. She's like, Oh God, I'm so upset. I fell asleep in our sex dungeon, our dungeon for sex. (laughs) And I'm like, okay, girl, like you've already brought it up. (laughs) I get it. She's like, yeah, black satin sheets, red walls, handcuffs everywhere, you know, you know, a a ball gag, you know, (laughs) You know, it's like sex engine, sex engine. Yeah. Cage, you know, it's like, what, you know, we have sex, we do stuff. I'm like, like, okay, there's, she's either doing this and they're setting up the fact that there's going to be like a weird, like, uh, cringy, like sex dungeon party. Yes. Or, or she's just like letting everyone in the OC know how kinky she is because she wants all the freaky people lined up in her, in her DMs after the divorce. She, I think she's smart. This girl knows what she's doing. Either way, I love that she's like so proud of it. <laughs> she owns it. Um, speaking of someone who owns it, but probably in the worst way possible, Jen Shaw. Yes. We go into Salt Lake. Yeah. Do you want to hear my transition I had? Oh my God, yes. Okay. So they're talking about her debt and she's like, well, what we thought about is that we have a house in Puerto Rico and if we just, we've only owned it for seven months and if we sold it, we could pay off all this debt, but he won't sell it. <laughs> and Gina's like, oh, is he Puerto Rican? And she goes, no, he's an ex-Mormon from Utah. Speaking of Mormons from Utah. <laughs> Beautiful transition, Kate. <laughs> Sorry, I kind of um, took that one over, but... No, it it needed to be done. I rarely have a good transition. So. <laughs> okay, so this season continues. Plenty problems. Yeah, <laughs> this season continues to deliver fair weather friends. So Jen is reaching out to all the ladies once she's, uh, you know, out of jail. She has a new phone. And only Heather responds and Heather goes to lunch with her and Jen speaks about how scary it was for her sons, for the feds to like barge into their home with AR 15s pointing at them. And honestly, this is, this is like really the heartbreaking part about it for me is like the impact on her children and, you know, they didn't do anything wrong. And that is really scary. They could have been hurt. And um, that is like something she talks about how that is something that they've had to 
like teach their son being, um, you know, being black boys, like, you know, if you're ever around the cops, just don't move, be really polite, like all this stuff. And that is very real. And that must've been so scary for them. So I really felt for this part of the story. I was like, this, this is actually like, she is being sincere about how scary this was. Yeah. I have to say that up top, I think she is an absolute psycho and maybe a sociopath for choosing to film still, because you know, they're watching every single thing that she's doing the same with the Erica Jane thing. They're studying everything and anything she says can be, um, you know, used against her. And I think March is the sentencing coming up soon. Yeah. Um, and sorry, this is a little off topic, but Stuart just flipped on her too. Um, so I think that's also going to really fuck her over. Mm-hmm. So I just have to say like you, she is very brave for going on this. Um, I was also very surprised that Heather was willing to go to lunch with her. Um, yeah. I don't know, do you think that's like her being a good friend or do you, do you think you would have gone? I think it's two things. I think it's Heather being a people pleaser and being, she's also, I think a compassionate person. And I think she, she know she knew that no one else would want to go film with her. And she's like, okay, well she needs someone like someone needs to be there for her. And they do have a history of being friends. So I think it was that. And I think it was also her knowing and probably the producers being like, okay, Heather, like we need to film a scene with Jen after this and someone has to go to lunch with her. And she probably wanted the gossip too. Like, she And she's, yeah, she loves gossip. She's constantly in her confessionals being like, I just picked up my popcorn and watched it all play out. Like she yeah. is basically like a fan on the show. So exactly. Yeah. So I yeah, think it was, wants, she wants to know, like, let's hear it from her mouth. Um, yeah. And Heather's quick to also tell her how the other women reacted to her arrest and how Lisa, BFF Lisa, was calling all six of her attorneys almost immediately, freaking mm-hmm. out. Um, mm-hmm. You know, Meredith was already done with Jen. So, you know, Heather's like, yeah, Meredith doesn't want anything to do with you. Um, but, yeah, it's interesting that the Jen and Lisa friendship has been rocked. Yes. And did you notice Jen too, almost right away, she tells the story about her sons being really scared. And then right after that, she's like, yeah. And you know what? Stuart said, I'm sorry to me. And Heather's like, well, are you in business with him? What's the deal? And she's like, nope, nope, nope. We're not in business together. I have no idea what he gets up to. We're not even that close. Like she is completely trying to distance herself on camera. And that is, you're right. It is so bold for her to be filming a show in the midst of all of this when anything she films can be used as evidence against her. Actually, I was talking to my um, best, one of my best friends is a lawyer and uh, back when Beverly Hills was on, we were talking about Erica Jane and she was telling me, she's like, I'm, sh- she's like, I'm sure her lawyers like begged her not to film. Like oh, yeah. it is really wild that she's filming when she has like this investigation going on and same for Jen. It's like, yeah. wow. I just think it's a money grab. It's like, well, I need the money right now. You know, here's yeah. where I can do it. And they're so desperate. Yeah. And I'm sure like makes people do crazy things. Um, we have the scene with Whitney and her husband about her rebrand of her skincare line, which I'm really interested to try the skincare line. Cause I do like Whitney, but yeah. she says she opened a million dollar line of credit. Without she wants him. to, but she needs Justin to sign for it. And she hasn't talked about, you can tell she has not brought this up yet. She brings it on up on camera and Justin is just like, <laughs> oh my God, trying not to get mad. Anxiety. Cause I'm also horrible with money. And so I was like, yeah, I, fuck, just stressed me out. She says that they have spent upwards of hundreds of thousands of dollars on this rebrand, which I'm honestly kind of like, why does, why is it costing that much? I mean, I know it's expensive, of course, to like, um, you know, they're having to have all new, um, like containers for all the products with the new branding on it. And like, she has to hire people to design the new logos and like change her website and this and that. But I'm like up like high hundreds of that, like 
500 plus thousand dollars to do this. Like that seems like a lot to me. I don't know. What do you think? Cause it's not that big of a brand. No, I'm on a, the website right now. The website does look pretty legit. The packaging is pretty fancy. It has rose gold caps. So $55 for like a serum. Yeah, it's a pretty like, you know, run of the mill, like Sephora kind of pricing, but I don't know. Like, yeah, I'm interested to try it just to see. I just, I really hope it does well because I really like, she's my, uh, is she my, yeah, she's my favorite on the show. Her and Meredith are my favorites. This season too, she's getting a lot better. She's yeah, she's really calling everyone out. And I think she has the best grasp on like what's happening. And um, I also want to try her products because she needs our money. (laughs) She needs support. You know, she's a large line of credit that she needs to get. They've invested like all of their savings in it. Her husband is like, if something goes wrong and I like pass away, we're screwed. Like (laughs) my savings are gone. (laughs) I'm like, oh my God. All for the skincare. And her daughter, Bobby's just sitting there eating her burrito bowl, like with wide eyes, like why am I here for this conversation? She like has to have her leave the room to talk about it. Um, One of the also weird things about this franchise is that Mary almost never films with the other women. Like it, it's almost like we can get like two scenes with the group a season and then she's done. And I don't know if they do this because Mary is just such television gold that they cater to her, but she has someone come in an organizer to organize her hoard of clothes that is in the closet, floating out of the closet, coming in, covering all of the floor of her bedroom, all of the walls. I don't think they share a bedroom, right? She said they don't sleep in the same room. No. So that's just her stuff. And then I'm sure there are other closets filled and filled throughout that whole house. She's just like definitely her. And this poor organizer. It's not even like to me, it doesn't even, a lot of this stuff doesn't even look that interesting because it's all like duplicates of the same thing. Like it showed this Chanel bag, but it was like in every single color, it was like green, red, blue, yellow. It was like, she just buys everything in every color just to have it. And she says something that I thought was really kind of sad and disturbing. Oh yeah. (laughs) She's like, well, I haven't spoken to my mom in 20 years. And, you know, when that happened, I really just started to bond with my things instead. So I I bond with the things in my closet instead of with my mother. And I was like, whoa, that right there explains her as a person. I think yikes, (laughs) her things are everything to her, you know? And her mom, they don't speak because her mom thought that she should have the life that Mary's getting being married to the step-grandpa. But she got it instead of her mom. So her mom's like, I should be the one married to my stepdad living this opulent life. But you're you're doing it, so I don't like you anymore. Whoa. Do we know why she got chosen over her mom? The grandmother chose her over the mom? Um. I don't think they specifically said why. I think that Mary and her grandma were just close, and maybe the maybe this the maybe the grandma's husband was like, I liked Mary more, and was like, I'd rather be married to her. Yeah, I don't know. But, and then like Mary, maybe I'm jumping ahead. I don't know if it was this episode or last episode when they're fighting, and she's like, "It's not my fault. I was born into money, and I'm incredibly rich." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she says the most out of touch stuff. Uh-huh. She is an alien of a person and I need to understand more of her and I hope she stays on so we can get more of her. Of course, Lisa is a horse girl. Of course she is. I love horses. Um, Except the horse doesn't want to ride her. I think the horse can read her vibes immediately (laughs) and does not want to have her on. Um, you said the horse doesn't want to ride her. Oh. <laughs> She's the horse. <laughs> I can't talk. Um, so the horses are riding them. and No, but uh, Meredith talks about, you know, the whole Jen thing. And 
um, you know, not having her back. And they kind of get into it over this. Um, I don't know. What did you think? Like, do you think Meredith's being a bit of an ice queen about it all? Sort of, but I also feel like Meredith knows because I was listening to Meredith on a podcast recently too. It was, um, I think Kate Casey's podcast. She had Meredith on. It was a pretty good episode. And Meredith was talking about how there, there is just so much information out there about, um, Jen and about Mary and like, they were talking about the Jen stuff though. And like, she has known and she's like, we all have known that there is like something off with her business dealings and stuff. Like we didn't know exactly what, I didn't know exactly what it was, but like people have been telling me this for a long time. And like, so I think for her, she's just, she feels vindicated. She's like, yeah, she's a fraud. Like we all knew this and she, she treats a, she treated me like crap. She's really hung up on the Brooks stuff, you know, of the, the online bullying. And I think she is being sort of dramatic about that, but, um, her thing is like, who's to say that she's not going to treat you the way she treated me. I thought we were friends. And then she like bullied my cyber bullied my son about his sexuality. And, so she's like, a leopard doesn't change its spots. And then Lisa says that she feels like her and Jen are only close when Jen needs someone to lean on. And then when Jen is feeling fine and fabulous, she just kind of acts like Lisa doesn't exist or whatever. And I think that's also true. I think like everything that's being said is like accurate. Oh yeah. Very much so. Um, and then we have, oh God, the scene with Jen and Coach Shaw. Oh, yeah. Um, doo, 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 sorry, I'm catching up on my notes. So I Jen sh- is upset that Lisa didn't respond to her text and like no one's really reaching out to her. Yeah. She's just crying like, I'm the victim. And it's like, no, girly, you got yourself into this. And Coach Shaw does seem to like support her. Like, come on, snap out of it. Like, we gotta, you know, you gotta be strong, but. I don't feel bad for her. I'm just confused. I'm like, how much, like, how does he, how much does he know about everything that's happened? And like, what does he think of all this? It's unclear. And because of course he's not going to like throw her under the bus on camera and be like, you know, saying anything about the case or whatever. So it's interesting to me to just see him be like, generally supportive but just know that there's like probably so much else being said when the cameras aren't there about what happened I don't know yeah I know I wonder like what they have to cut out or she like backtracks or is like don't use that or yeah very (laughs) interesting um and then we have a little um gossip sesh at the end where Heather's kind of filling everyone in oh the photo I think the photo is at this photo shoot right it's like she spent 20 K on this wild rose beauty photo shoot. Oh, you're right. Yeah. She and then thousand dollars and invited Heather and Jenny to come and they sit down. Yeah. Um, yeah. Jenny like kind of pushes Heather, like, do you actually believe all this? And, you know, Heather's trying to be a good friend. Um, Whitney kind of turns it over to all the Mary drama and that she talked to Cameron directly, I believe. And that she got a bunch more damning dirt on Mary and pretty sure a lot of it's true. And uh, Whitney's really, Whitney's really like putting in the work. She's like doing her homework and I appreciate that. I do too. And like she, Mary came for her for truly no reason. I thought Whitney was always a good friend to her as far as I could tell. Yeah. Mary is just like, little girl like so nasty to her (laughs) so nasty and so rude (laughs) while i love mary she's a little bit of a bitch to whitney um so i think we're gonna perhaps go on a mary takedown tour the next few episodes yes what do you think of 
Lisa, like denying that she, because remember last episode, they're all sitting there. This is when they're still in Vale and they're all sitting there like shit talking. And then, yeah, because we didn't, we didn't have an episode last week, so we didn't get to talk about this, but like, I want to hear your thoughts about in Vale when like Lisa is sitting there shit talking with them. And then she goes upstairs and just like completely like is two faced to Mary. And then Mary starts giving out these like $2,000 to $5,000 gifts that she just grabbed from her closet before she left. Oh my God. And Heather comes up there and they're like laughing and giggling and jumping on the bed and they give her a Louis Vuitton purse. And she's like, what the fuck is happening? And Lisa is just denying everything. And Jenny says at the, at, in this last scene, Jenny says, well, I don't think Lisa has the time to sit down and plan out strategic ways to start drama. And I'm like, that's exactly what Lisa's doing. Exactly. <laughs> that's her entire MO being on this show. <laughs> she She's one of those ones that tries really hard to make it look like she's not, but like, it's so obvious. She's like the Shannon. Yeah. She's like, the Shannon. She's the yeah. Shannon. She's the camera. She's the Lisa Vanderpump. Mary handing out random designer items from her closet is one of the funniest things. Cause they had to be from her closet, right? It was like a Fendi purse, a Balenciaga wallet, like random shit. She says, she says they are, she says they are to the camera. She's, she's like, cause Jenny, I think it's when she gives shoes to Jenny or something. And then oh, yeah. professional, she's like, she's like, I didn't buy them. I just picked them up out of my closet and threw them in my bag. And I was like, I don't need these. It's like, whatever. Really. <laughs> and then her like asking for Heather's present back was such a slap in the face. <laughs> you cannot write this shit. <laughs> God. This season is so good. Who, so who are your favorite? Who's your favorite? So I, I was always a huge Meredith stan. I just think everything about her, the way she talks, the way she dresses is incredible. But Whitney really came up from behind and I think is in the lead now. But then there's mm-hmm. something about Mary, who is perhaps the strangest housewife we've ever had. And that really appeals to me because I love weirdos. What about you? It's, it's Mary's providing a lot of material for the girls to work with. A lot. Um. Yeah, I mean, it's upsetting if Mary really is like taking advantage of these members of her church. I mean, we find out that uh, Cameron mortgaged his house or re- whatever, and like to give her three hundred thousand dollars. I mean, that's a lot of money. So she's upsetting to me in that way, where I'm like, "Wow, this is not a good person." Yeah. Um, but that being said, she is much like Ramona, for example, just giving us really good TV. Yes. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm really loving Whitney. I I like that she is she sees she sees what Lisa is doing and she will not back down. She's mm-hmm. like, no, you told us this stuff because you knew that we would bring it up, and now you just want to look innocent. And it's like, yeah, get her, get her, Jade. Get her. Um, yes. Um, Whitney's smart. Don't be fooled by her good look. She's a very smart girl. I was oh. reading more about her online too because I was researching her business and her sort of work history, because I was like, once she said how much she was spending on the rebrand, like probably, probably over a million dollars at this point, I was like, what is this brand? Like, has she, is this a new thing for her to be a businesswoman? And it turns out like she has, she actually has experience like working in the business world and like, um, this isn't just a completely new thing for her to jump into. So that gave me a little more confidence. I was like, okay, so she's not just, you know, running into this blind with no experience. Yeah. So I don't know. She, she intrigues me. I like her. I do too. And I think she, she's always great on watch what happens live. And I think, um, 
we'll we'll get more of her. I think she'll definitely be a staple housewife at least for a bit longer because she's so young too. She's like thirty four. Yeah, she's got a lot of energy. She's she really seems like she can mentally like handle being a housewife and like yeah. Um, she is game for all of these interactions and the like because. Whereas you have Mary and I'm like, yeah, she's great TV, but I don't know how long she'll last on the show because she could like barely get through filming that vacation. Barely. She just completely checked out. No, she couldn't even arrive with them. She had to go separately. Like, yeah, I think you're totally right. It's funny too. I feel like we're almost talking about like athletes, like housewives are sports to us. <laughs> this is my sports. <laughs> like she's a great housewife, like a strong background, like we're like giving their stats yeah Yeah. (laughs) on season two you know she was a rookie last year but coming back strong it was great in the third quarter yeah Uh, what a fun episode yeah really great it's it's great it's good to be back it is yes I feel my heart is warm with all this gossip now and I can go into (laughs) Christmas just feeling good feeling great same, same. Well, if you're here, thank you for being here. Thanks for sticking with us through our our hiatus and um, have a great holiday. Uh, let's see. Next week. Will we have an episode next week? Hmm. Hmm. It's, it's the 26th. Perhaps. And we'll... <laughs> <laughs> so we'll see we'll see um and then after that it's the second um so we're back it is the holiday so so yeah don't be mad at us if we're not the most consistent okay but in the new year we'll be every week back at it again back 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 at it again so if you enjoyed our episode please rate us five stars on itunes you can follow us on instagram at mostly bravo and we love you love you guys so much thank you for listening and have a wonderful rest of your year bye Bye.